Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education, now offering an online master's degree in teaching. A state license can be earned after the first summer semester with an opportunity to teach grades 7 through 12. Accepting applications now through May. More information at education.olemiss.edu. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, April 14th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, four more days until the tax filing deadline. The IRS and Better Business Bureau have some last-minute advice for you. Here, Mississippi's Democratic Congressman Benny Thompson weigh in on the airstrikes ordered by President Trump. And Gulfport Mayor Billy Hughes praises efforts to bring rail service back to the Gulf Coast. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. With only four days left to file taxes, experts are urging Mississippians to select who will prepare the return carefully and to submit their returns on time. Internal Revenue Service professionals say a reputable preparer will ask to see a taxpayer's records and receipts and can help file an extension to give the taxpayer time to collect any missing documents. Mark Green is Media Relations Specialist at the IRS. He tells us that if you owe money, filing an extension extension doesn't extend the time to pay. Well, the good news about that is the three extra days is going to help people. Generally, it's on April the 15th. The three extra days are due to the Emancipation Day that is celebrated in the District of Columbia. Along with that, April the 15th falls on a Saturday. So pushing it forward to Tuesday will allow all taxpayers to take advantage of the additional time. If you're filing online, can you get right up to the midnight deadline? Yes, you can. I would strongly advise you at this point to file electronically. Unfortunately, Mississippi is running a little bit behind compared to last year with the number of returns that we have received thus far. <laughs> so there's still time to go. But, do, you know, uh, do you know why that might be the case? Mississippi has always been number, probably one of the top five states in the nation that has always proved to be up front. Uh, here in Mississippi, we anticipate a total of 1.4 million returns to be filed. Unfortunately, this morning, I should say, we have 878,000 returns. Hmm. So, you know, with less than a week to go, uh, I can see some folks really putting the pen to the paper, so to speak, over the weekend, and hopefully they'll be using the electronic filing system. How of those 1.4 million that you expect, how many would be paper compared to online filing? Each year it has dwindled paper versus electronically. For example, we estimate 1.2 million would be filed electronically out of 1.4. Mark, there are a lot of online services that charge you to file your taxes. How do people find the free way to file? The free way is visit our website at irs.gov and click on electronic filing, and under electronic filing, this uh, product that we call FreeFile. Uh, this is a very popular product. 
It's fast, it's safe, it's accurate. It's part of electronic filing, and you can file it from the comfort of your home absolutely positively for free. Are there instructions there? You know how when we got the when we did the paper ballot, there'd be a booklet with all kinds of information and worksheets and all of that. Is that available online as well? It, that is a, available online if you want to download the booklets, the papers, in any type of forms. If you have questions, we have the answers, of course, on our website at irs.gov. Uh, for those individuals who are going to take part in electronic filing, uh, no papers needed. This is a very user-friendly product, and the good news is that you cut out the middleman, you save yourself time and money, and it's free. Mark, what if you owe money and you don't have the money right now or you only have part of it? What can you do? Well, here's the most important thing out of this whole conversation. By April the 18th, midnight, file something to avoid a failure to file penalty. Now, if you owe money, that's, that's understandable because we understand taxpayers in some cases may owe money. Still file a tax return. Either file a tax return or request an extension to prevent failure to file penalties. If you owe, of course, we can work out an installment agreement with you, or you can do it yourself online. It's really simple. Get payments arrangements to have it paid off in four over a monthly period. Uh, but really, the most important thing is, please file something to avoid that failure to file penalty. But you don't get additional time to pay. The extension is only good for filing not for setting up an installment agreement or giving you additional time to pay on money that you owe. So you still need to pay as much as you can with the extension, but the additional amount of time, the six months, will give you additional amount of time to file, not to pay. What if you make a mistake on your return, you submit it, and then look back and say, oh, my gosh, I made a big mistake right there. What do you do? Don't don't panic. That's the first thing I, I tell taxpayers <laughs> not to do. Generally, we catch most of those small errors. Now, if you... Uh, forgot to include a W-2, or better yet, if you forgot to include your mortgage interest, that something that's beneficial to you if you're itemizing, you definitely want to, want to go ahead and file an amended return to include that owner. But generally what we would do is small errors, we will correct them or we will notify you, say, hey, you know, we received your tax return, we noticed you left off your uh, dependent's name, could you provide us with the correct name and not his nickname? On the other hand, go ahead and allow the tax return to be processed. Once it's processed, if you're expecting a refund, get your refund, then file the amended 1040X return. Uh, but like I said earlier, most small mistakes, we can correct them on our end and notify you of the correction. What are the most common mistakes people make? Of course, we know we see individuals who forget to include the social security numbers. Of course, they forget to include documents that's beneficial in order to file the returns, such as their W-2, the 1099 statements, that type of thing. Uh, the most common error that I've seen in my last 31 years, and out of every every year, I've always seen it, and that is people forget to sign their tax return. And it's like, uh-oh, sorry, we can't accept it. You know, it's invalid. So, Oh, so you can't uh, even accept it? You can't send in an amended return with your, just your signature on it? No, it's invalid to us. It's almost like, uh, you know, a blank check. So uh, will, but, you be, will you get that penalty filing fee? Yes. I've seen that if you owe money and you send in a paper return unsigned, unfortunately, you, you may get hit with that failure to file penalty. On the other hand, if you uh, are expecting a refund, well, that's going to delay your refund. Any other tips besides don't panic? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are going to choose prepare, and I know a lot of people are looking at choosing prepare to file the returns, choose very wisely. Choose one who is credible, knowledgeable, accountable, and definitely has to prepare a tax identification number. It's very, very wise to choose the correct person up front because it could help 
you down the road, especially if you need that, their assistance later on in the year or if you need to file an amended return or if you have questions, what have you. Uh, another important thing, make sure that you go over each line item on that tax return if you choose to prepare to make sure that the information on there is what you agree to because you the taxpayer are held accountable for whatever goes on that tax return mark green is with the irs at least until april 18th appreciate it well thank you and thank you to mississippi public radio for all the great work that they do One tax preparer in Gulfport is facing jail time and fines after stealing her client's tax refund and using the money to gamble at casinos. John O'Hara works with the Better Business Bureau of Mississippi. He tells MPB's Alexis Ware people should be concerned if a preparer requests to receive the refund check first. You really want to look for someone, A, that is reputable, uh, but I mean reputable is someone who has been doing it for a long time. Make sure that they are are registered to do taxes. You need to uh, be wary of people who pop up in, say, strip malls, and then you can't find them in a few months or their small offices. I'm not talking about the H&R blocks or the Jackson Hewitt because they always do have a number for you to get in touch with somebody. But these kind of small, let's say, get your taxes done here. Uh, Anybody who offers a larger than normal refund should be a red flag. Someone who tells you to have the check sent to them and then they'll pay you, that's a red flag. You want your refund going directly to you. Uh, And someone who may be charging an excessive amount for a simple return. We have had complaints uh, this year of people who are following a simple return and they're paying $750 for that, uh, which is about half of the return that they were getting back. So that's a little high. What about preparers who offer immediate refund? You know, there are programs that allow you to have the money right away. And uh, the thing you have to be wary about is, is there interest being attached to this? And a lot of times there is a fee and the interest we have seen as high as 35%. It does not take long for the IRS, maybe a week or two, if you file your return and everything's fine, to get your refund back to you. So if you've waited all year for your money, waiting another week or so to get your full return is what we would suggest you do here at the Better Business Bureau rather than trying to take a cash advance. Can you give me an example of potential fraud that some people may come across? You know, the potential fraud that... uh, you may have uh, come across is, uh, say you uh, uh, only have one or two dependents and a tax preparer may be telling you that you can claim four or five people to get more money back. Uh, What we have seen is in in terms of fraud is people claiming other people's dependents. We've had people who go to file their return and when they do, they say that a return has already been filed on uh, a child already. Well, uh, that's that's something you have to look at to make sure. That is something that we've seen a lot is when people go to file their return, a return has either been filed on themselves or, uh, or a dependent, and uh, that's when you need to contact the IRS to get it straightened out. What can be done if that has happened? If you report it to the IRS and you would prove that uh, someone didn't have claim to that or that you personally did not file that, that return on your behalf, we have had uh, some people this year that may have done taxes with people in the past and someone's already filed a return. Well, if you didn't hire them this year to do your return, if you didn't go in there and sign a letter that says you're my tax preparer, uh, they can report them to the IRS 
or you can report them to the Attorney General's office here in the state of Mississippi. John O'Hare with the Better Business Bureau of Mississippi. Thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you very much for having us on. The IRS choosing a tax professional page has information about tax preparer credentials and qualifications. Coming up, find out why Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson is questioning the recent airstrikes by U.S. military in Syria ordered by President Donald Trump. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson weighs in on recent activity in Syria. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's forces launched a chemical attack against civilians last week. Dozens of people died. In reaction, President Donald Trump ordered missile strikes on a Syrian Air Force base. Last week, Republican Senator Roger Wicker said he believes there will be bipartisan support in Congress against the Syrian government. MPB's Mark Rigsby caught up with Mississippi's only congressional Democrat Representative Benny Thompson. Congressman Thompson shares his hopes that Congress be involved in the future. This is hindsight. The initial response was supportive. Now, given that the facts are coming out, you know, you begin to say, was this really the right thing to do? Because there's, there's nothing that's been shared with members of Congress uh, in a classified setting that says anything more than what the public is informed of. I respect the role of commander-in-chief that any president uh, is to to have. Uh, Those decisions, I would hope, are reached uh, in concert with his defense team. After the fact, you look and say, well, did you really notify the Russians that you were about to attack Syria, that gave them time to move the planes out. And then you say, well, initially you said uh, the strikes uh, would cripple the Syrian Air Force. Well, we now know that didn't occur. We now know that within a day the planes were flying again because you didn't even drop bombs on the runways. And so if you are genuinely concerned about the Syrian children and and people of Syria who are gassed, is dropping bombs the way to go? Uh, Or is it to rally our allies uh, around the world in opposition to it? Uh, So now we've dropped the bombs, nothing's happened, and uh, uh, so we waiting for the next action. Will it be some additional military action? Uh, As a member of Congress, I want the president to come to us. If this is his step toward an act of war, uh, that power by our Constitution gives that to the Congress. Uh, I want to see the plan. I want to see his program. I want to see what are we going to do with refugees who are displaced when and if anything occurs. Uh, If you are genuinely concerned about uh, what's happening to the Syrian people, 
But in the same breath, you're denying Syrian refugees the right to come to this U.S. I think that's kind of disingenuous uh, on your part to say I really didn't like what I saw in the gassing, so therefore I'm going to drop bombs, but I'm not going to step forward and uh, uh, do anything from a humanitarian standpoint. And so uh, a lot of us are concerned. You can't beat the, the schoolyard bully when you're president. Uh, you have to provide the mature leadership uh, that being president of the United States requires. I'm getting the impression from you that maybe something else should have been done. Well, you know, I think the gassing was uh, absolutely wrong. Uh, but are we now becoming the world policemen? Uh, are we now uh, getting our fighting forces uh, drawn into another uh, long and protracted war because of something going on in a sovereign nation that we don't like? You know, there are a lot of things going on around the world uh, that, that I don't agree with. Uh, but, you know, we have to provide leadership. We can't be the, the rough rider, so to speak, every time something happens in another country we don't like. Uh, and that's why you have NATO. That's why you have the United Nations. Uh, you would assume that countries now can work out whatever those differences are around the table. That might take longer. But it's better than going to war. And so uh, I would say to our president, he really needs to come to Congress and make his case for any future engagement in Syria. Uh, otherwise, I think the voices will become louder uh, that his approach is not the approach that the majority of the people uh, would support. The new U.S. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, what are your thoughts on him being appointed to the Supreme Court? Well, as you know, uh, it's the president's uh, right to nominate, uh, and uh, the Senate confirms. Uh, we now have a full complement. Obviously, his credentials uh, say he's qualified. I think there's concern as to uh, will he be too conservative on a lot of issues. And, uh, you know, I respect the right uh, of the process. Uh, uh, if Hillary Clinton had won the election, Gorsuch wouldn't have been the nominee. And I would hope that people who didn't support her would respect the process. You know, the greatness of this country is that our forefathers put a system in place. And that system has made us number one in the world. And so even when you differ... You have to respect the system. Congressman Thompson, thank you very much for being on Mississippi Edition. Thank you very much for having me. Republican Senator Roger Wicker supports Justice Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch is uh, a quality judge. The highest training, the best credentials, recommendations not only uh, from uh, previous Republican administrations, but also from the Obama administration officials. Uh, I think he's broadly in the mainstream. He's written some 800 opinions as, a, as an appeals court judge. He's been reversed by the Supreme Court only once in a 10-year period. Clearly, this is somebody who's not some 
uh, radical outlier. Um, he's been joined on the panels, usually by unanimous decisions there on the Tenth Circuit. So this is, this is a conservative, well-read, uh, intelligent, intellectual, honest judge who's right in the judicial mainstream of the Tenth Circuit. And I think he's an excellent choice. Senator Worker, thank you very much. Glad to be with you. Gorsuch was sworn into office on April 10th. Coming up, an update from the Southern Rail Commission as officials explore the opportunity to restore passenger rail service on the Gulf Coast. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On this week in 1970, Fred Hayes of Biloxi became the first Mississippian in space. Hayes was the lunar module pilot on the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission. After an explosion damaged their spacecraft, Hayes and his fellow astronauts worked with NASA engineers on the ground to return to Earth safely. Hayes went on to serve in the space shuttle program and later became a vice president of Grumman Aerospace. The next Mississippian in space was Richard Truly of Fayette, who commanded two space shuttle missions and later became the first astronaut to head NASA. Donald Peterson of Winona was the third Mississippian in space, serving on a space shuttle mission in 1983. He spent more than four hours working outside the shuttle with nothing but his suit and helmet between him and the vastness of space. This has been Mississippi, a thread through time. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The Southern Rail Commission and Amtrak are discussing plans to bring passenger rail service back to the Gulf Coast. In a meeting held Thursday in Gulfport, officials provided an update on the effort. Knox Ross is one of the Mississippi representatives on the Rail Commission. In a statement, he says the meetings, which are being held in four states, will also provide a look at next steps, including a call to action. Gulfport Mayor Billy Hughes tells our Evelina Burnett, he hopes to bring passenger his hopes to bring passenger rail service back to the community. It, it was basically an update from the Southern Rail Commission. You know, we've been trying as a as a coastal community um, to see if it's possible to bring passenger service from a rail standpoint back. And uh, we had a demonstration ride with Amtrak uh, a few months ago, and there's a lot of enthusiasm across the coast from one city to another. And uh, so, this is a great update. And what were some of the things that you sort of took away with you from this meeting in terms of next steps? Well, they, they just continue to really push it and find ways to find funding for it, um, work with the folks who own the lines, which is CSX right now, and then on the federal level, uh, give justification for uh, reestablishing the line from New Orleans all the way to Orlando with particular focus on New Orleans to Mobile. How are you feeling right now in terms of the prospect of actually getting passenger rail back? Well, from, from what we've been told, um, uh, we really have an advantage over other communities that are being looked at just because I think the response we had from the coast uh, and it, I just think the route makes sense but uh, the commissioners that we've spoken to are very enthusiastic about it they know it's still an uphill climb and battle um, but the fact that they're continuing to to be uh, I guess very very robust about it uh, very excited about it um, and and they have not given up I think it's a good indicator for us and we do know that we have very strong support from Senator Roger Wicker's office and uh, Thad Cochran's office as well. They both uh, have been directly involved, not only with their staff, but personally. What would it mean to have passenger rail for Gulfport? Well, just one more opportunity for our residents to, you know, to, to travel by another means. That's just you know, it's very convenient. 
uh, but also for other folks to come discover our community in our area right now. Uh, they're discussing stops uh, at uh, Bay St. Louis, Gulfport, Biloxi, and Pascagoula. So that's a pretty good spread. Anybody could get to it. Um, and, again, with what we have to offer from a natural resources standpoint and just activities, uh, there's, there's no reason people wouldn't come. Is it going to take a lot of work to have a station that would be passenger rail ready? Actually, um, that was one of the questions that was asked. We were uh, identified uh, for our depots to redo those and put new platforms. So um, we have developed some some plans for that, and we think there's some funding that may come to all the cities that were mentioned to do just that, do the upgrades. So when the trains do come, we'll be ready. Thank you. Okay. Passenger rail service on the Gulf Coast ended due to Hurricane Katrina and was never restored. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's the Gestalt Gardener. Then at 10, next stop Mississippi. And at 11 o'clock, stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB public media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Monday morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition only on MPB Think Radio. 